This is our second episode in a three-part set around creating art from an image of a Tuscan vineyard. I'm Jim Everett and as a photographic artist, I'll show you how I use adjustment tools in Aperture to bring out what my eyes and imagination saw on that misty morning in Tuscany. I hope this gives you ideas and tips how you can convey what you want in your images. Here we have four images of this beautiful vineyard in Tuscany. And what I want to do is use the tools in Aperture to turn one of these into a beautiful piece of wall art, a very dramatic image that can be hung and really be eye-catching. So we have to select the one that we want. Let's go through them. I can eliminate this one because of all this bush shrub area here, it's kind of flat. The yellow tree that I like so much is also not illuminated and the vineyard is not lit up. So this one, that's easy. We just hit the backslash key, that will take the flag away, move on to the next one. This one I can eliminate immediately because all of the vineyard here is in shadow and I don't really want that. Even though this lovely tree here, the yellow tree, is lit, this is in shadow. So we can eliminate that one. This one, we have the vineyard is beautifully lit and we have the tree here is also well lit. But the problem with this one is this, the vineyard feels kind of cramped and there's a lot of this mountain area up here in the mists. Too much because the eye is always drawn to the brightest part of the picture and that's up here. We could darken it, but I just don't, I feel as if the whole vineyard is kind of cramped in. So we will eliminate this one as well by hitting the backslash key and taking the flag away, bringing us back to this one. Now we've only got one, so we can get rid of the split view and the film strip at the bottom and fill the viewer frame with this one, which I really like. Now what I want to do using the adjustments in Aperture is to bring out certain elements in this. I like it because it has a more classic landscape look and everything is nicely balanced. So the key areas are, these, these mountains and mists in the background, I want to add a little bit more drama to them, make them a little bit more pronounced. This tree here, which is the second key feature, I want to make this pop, make a little bit more vivid, a uh, bit more dramatic and eye-catching. The vineyard, I want to uh, bring this up and add a little bit more colour to that, make that a little bit more uh, pronounced. And I also want to highlight uh, this low lighting coming in from the side that's catching the tree here and the vineyard here so that you really get the feel of the light coming through from the side. And we're going to do this in Aperture using the, adjust, using the Adjustments panel, which we have up here, and I'll take you through the different elements. Now remember, I'm not showing everything in the Adjustments panel, and this is just the, the tools that I'm using for this picture to create the effect that I want just for this one instance. So now we start looking at the adjustments that we can do, the ones that are unique to Aperture, and there's others that are common to both Aperture and Lightroom. But in this case, we'll just be going through the ones, we'll be going through the ones that we need to use on this image, but I'd also wanted to walk you through some of the main adjustments. Not all of them, but just the main ones. So let's have a look. Over here, we've got the adjustments panel. Now, if I choose, I can press the H key and bring up what is known as a HUD or a heads-up display. But in this case, I won't because it's just easier to show it at the side. 
But just remember, if you want to do that, you can. Let's have a look at the adjustments that Aperture has. Before we jump in there, notice your histogram. This is something to get very familiar with and very comfortable with because this plays a key part in your art and how you bring and work up a picture. This is called the black point, the black end or the black point. This is called the white end or the white point. Notice here there is a gap between the very last piece of the uh, distribution and the left hand side. This means that you're going to get a rather flat look in some of the black areas. Over here there is a little tiny gap and there's some, some red around here uh, on the white end. This means that some of the white areas are going to be a bit washed out. And over here this is the, the middle. So there's a couple of different distributions here where the, uh, the colors are pushed towards the shadow end and the bright end and there's not a lot in the middle. The result is that you've got an image that's a little flat. So let's go through the different adjustments that we can have here. Okay, so the first we see is white balance. We're not going to work with this, but white balance basically changes the color temperature or warmth or coldness. You can see how that changes it. Now, if we remember this was at five or around about five, um, we can bring it back to five. That's the way it was. Or we can just simply reset the adjustments. We're not going to play with white balance here. A little hint that you can use that you can do the eyedropper there and come over here and click in a white area and that will set your color temperature which was pretty close to that. So we reset the adjustments there, get rid of the white balance. We don't want to use that. It's just useful to know that it's there. The next one is important. This is exposure. Now you'll see here on all of these, I want you to watch the distribution. With exposure, that tends to push the, all the upper, the, the, the high end towards the right and drag everything across proportionally. It doesn't really touch the, uh, your dark end, your shadows end much, a little bit, but it, it's like a piece of elastic. It stretches more at this end. So we'll reset that. Now recovery basically darkens your highlights. See how that's moving back? Doesn't touch anything there, it squishes all this back. So we'll reset that. This can be useful, it won't be in this particular instance though. The black point, notice as I move this over here, it pushes this over to the left, okay? And what that does, if you look at the image now, you'll see how the 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 areas, the black areas are being, or the shadows are being blocked out. So we will return this to its normal position. Now the brightness basically does your mid-range and you lose a bit of contrast there. That's the brightness. Uh, so each of these, the exposure, tends to lift it at the highlight end and drag the others decreasingly across. Recovery pushes all the highlights back, the black point will drag this back to that direction and the brightness adjusts your mid-range. Let's set all those, get rid of that and move on to the next one. We now have enhance. Now contrast basically does that. It just pushes all your values outwards and gives you contrast. And in fact, if we did nothing else but just do contrast, that actually makes the image pop a little bit more. It, it pushes, it gives us a good black point and a good white point just by doing that manually. So let's reset that one 
to uh, where it was. Definition actually increases the contrast between the bright and dark in the mid-range areas. You can see how that's doing that there, but we don't want to, we don't want to do that. Saturation basically saturates everything. Whoa, that's a bit too bright. But basically it just boosts all the colors. It's an across the board adjustment. Vibrancy actually will adjust the blues and leave the yellows and reds alone. So we won't worry about that. We'll just reset that again. So that's the enhance adjustments. The highlights and shadows, I really like this. And highlights and shadows are unique to Aperture. Uh, highlights, you can see, will bring these back. It's a bit more than recovery because you maintain some of the detail in here. Shadows, that brings the shadows up there. So we will use that probably, but not just right now. And mid-tone contrast, we can boost, use that to, if we've got some highlights in there, use the mid-tone contrast to boost that like that. See how it makes all the contrast? Quite an interesting look, but not what we're after here. And then levels, this is really important uh, because we've got two functions here that I tend to use the auto levels almost every time because it will set your black and your white points automatically. Let's just have a look at that again. As I click on it, I want you to first time around watch up here at the black and white points. See how it pushes it out? We'll reset that. This time I want you to watch in the viewer and see what happens there. See how it punches that up a bit and does much the same as contrast, although there are some subtle variations. Let's just reset that. Let's look at auto color and see what it does. Interestingly, that gives it a slightly colder look and it may be a little bit closer to what was there, but I'm after a warmer look. I'm after a good, nice warm feel to this image. So we'll reset that. So the channels, we look at RGB. You can see all the different colors there, which is exactly the same as what we have here. Now, there's another more sophisticated function where we can, can select different areas, like for example, if you want to adjust this range, you can pick on this one and come up here and you can do things with that. Okay, so let's just reset that now. We won't worry about that. We'll come back to there, put levels away and look at color. Now, what color does, it gives us a chance to, for each of six colors, now Aperture has six colors, Lightroom has eight. Uh, sometimes eight is nice, but in this case, six is enough. And you can see them all if you want to. Whoa, that's way too many. That's a, just a little bit overwhelming for me. So I prefer to just click that and look at one color at a time. So you can change the hue in the red. You can see how it goes from purple to yellow. Okay, let's just reset that. But the other thing you can do is you can do saturation in each particular color, or you can do green saturation. Not much there, because green is mainly yellow, actually. Let's have a look at the yellow and see, see how it really boosts the saturation there, and so on like that. Luminance is the brightness of any particular color. So we're going to come back to that. Okay, so we close that up. The other thing we'll be looking at in the adjustments area is quick brushes. And in particular, uh, we'll be, that's if you want to apply any of these different areas to parts of, uh, different functions to parts of the image. And you can see what we have here. I'm not going to go into them all right now. 
There's two that we will be using, oh, sorry, one that we will be using, maybe two, the dodge and burn, where we can lighten selectively or darken selectively. These terms, dodge and burn, come from the old darkroom days. I'm not going to go in and explain now what they mean, but dodge means to lighten and burn means to darken. Okay, so that's a quick run through all the adjustments that we're going to uh, have access to in Aperture. We'll now go through and use the selected ones to create the image and the look of the image and the feel of the image that we want. So the first thing that I like to do is to come to Levels and hit Auto Levels. And as you can see, it's pushed the white point and the black point out to the edge and given us a more contrasty image and has brought up some more detail in there. It's looking good, but there's still more to do. So one of the things that we can do here is to just boost this middle area a little, not too much. We want to bring up a little bit of the brightness there and notice that the others tend to drag along with it. That's all I want to do now. Don't overdo it. Okay, let me just close that up. We'll come into highlights and shadows and then what I'm going to do is to bring back the highlights a little bit. You can see there that it's it's bringing them back. You can see up in the histogram there, the white point is coming back. And up here, I'm getting a lot more detail in there and it still looks natural. My concern is that over at this end, we've got some clipping on the black, which you can see down here is kind of flat. So uh, in the shadows, we bring that up to give us a better black point there. Every image has to have some area of pure white and pure black in it, and then everything else distributed between there. One more thing I'm going to do here is to just boost the tonal width a little bit. I've played with this and get a sense that this will just give me a little bit more. See how it's enhancing it a little bit more. No more than about six points. So that just gives it a bit more strength. Okay, so we're going to move on now and go back to levels that we've already been to. And in the levels, we're going to, I want to bring this over, this is my reference point, to here. And see how I'm giving a little bit of boost into this area here, not too much. And the other area is the, here I'm just going to give a little bit more boost here. That's all we need to do. I mean, that's kind of arbitrary. I'm basically tweaking at this stage and notice that I've used this to bring out all the points. So that's what we do with levels. Next one we're going to work on is color and we do this very judiciously. I'm going to start with the yellow first because that's the predominant color that I want to emphasize. Maybe saturate just a hint and here's our numbers there but I want to boost the luminance a bit, the brightness of the yellow to give it more have more sunlight coming into the into the picture. You can see how the sunlight seems to be coming across here more. Now we want to boost the red a little bit, just saturated a little bit for interest, a little bit more luminance there, a bit more saturation, and that gives a bit of little bit of drama to the red. So that's all we're going to do with color. Now the next adjustment I mentioned before is quick brushes, and the only one I'm going to do is is the dodge, which is the lighten. And where I want to do that is I want to lighten some of the areas here, here and here. So I want to do that in the mid-range or the mid-tones. 
Not too much strength, otherwise it happens too quickly. And detect the edges so that uh, it will kind of, because there's a lot of edges in there and I want to make sure that I don't run over. A reasonable degree of softness and the brush size there, which with a trackpad or a magic mouse you can use. So I'm just going to uh, brighten that a little bit in there, going over it a few times, and brighten that a little bit in there and up around here so that that's where the sun's coming through, a little bit through there and a little bit more in there. Okay, and maybe make a smaller brush and give a little bit more brightness there and a bit more along there. Just give the sense of the direction. We can get rid of that. The next quick brush I want to use is saturation. And just going to use a little bit of saturation in the tree and more specifically here and a little here because when the sun hits it, it's going to be a bit more saturated. And the other thing that I want to do with this another quick brush is contrast because where you've got bright sunlight and again we'll be going for the mid-tones we want to give a little bit more contrast there to give the experience of the sunlight hitting it okay and maybe a little bit a little bit here a little bit here okay so that's kind of highlighted those areas so I look at that, that's pretty much the finished look that I want. There's quite a range of different looks that I could go for. This is the one that I've chosen. And in fact, every time you do, you work on an image like this, you get a slightly different look because your feelings about it are different. There's no one perfect solution. I want it to look a little bit more, more than natural, not surreal and not overdone, but remembering that this is going to be a print and it's a print on the wall, so you want it to be kind of dramatic, particularly if it's done on canvas. Canvas can tolerate a slightly more uh, dramatic look. So we will come to our crop tool, which we'll find here, and I want to show guides, which is the, the kind of the tic-tac-toe box to let us see where the thirds are, and I do not want to constrain it because I want to be able to make an image that is the exact shape and size that I want. So I want to get rid of some of this sky air, the uh, cloud and sky air. It doesn't add anything. Basically, unless it adds something, take it out. Does this grass down the bottom add anything? Not really. It takes the eye away from our main subject. I don't want to have this running into the corner, though. I want to have a bed there. Make, I need to leave the edges on because these are kind of like bookends holding it. Our tree is on this one-third line here. That's good. It's not quite on the, the uh, one-third point here, but it's close enough. Over here, this vineyard area is close enough to the one-third point, and these areas here, which are bright, uh, tend to be a little bit off to one side, so they're not a major distraction. If anything, we could maybe just bring this in a little there uh, so that that now focuses the attention on this, and we hit return. And there is our final image. I'll let me take the cursor away. I'm pretty happy with that. I would hang that on my wall. So now you've seen how we created our final image using the adjustments in Aperture with a few comparisons with Lightroom along the way. What I'd like to do now is quickly compare this with the original that we started with. The first thing that we want to do is create a duplicate. 
go into split view, select this, which we have, and right click, control click, and come down and do duplicate version. So with that there, we can now remove the adjustments from that on this one, reset all adjustments. So now we have the original and we have our final image. We can see them side by side. Let's look at that a little bit larger. Press uh, the D key to get rid of the control bar and the I key to get rid of all the adjustments. Then we can come up here and click on viewer. So we've got the full screen with those two compared. That's our original and that's our final. See how we've got all this the drama going on in here? A much better representation of the tree. That's how the tree looked. And then the sunlight streaming through there, highlighting the, the vineyard and a little bit more detail of the mists and valleys out there, which is what I saw and what I had in mind, what my imagination saw when I stopped beside the road in Tuscany to get this picture. I hope this has been interesting and useful to you. I thank you for watching.